adding a visual communication tool to the electronic health record to prevent pressure injuries, by Sharon Boyer-Ferullo and others. Abstract. Healthcare organizations no longer receive reimbursement for stage 3, stage 4, and unstageable hospital-acquired pressure injuries, which are never events that require interdisciplinary collaboration to treat and prevent. Perioperative patients are at risk for developing pressure injuries that may not manifest until five or more days after surgery. This quality improvement project aimed to inform inpatient nursing and healthcare professionals of the potential areas of skin breakdown after surgery using an annotated image, AI, depicting intraoperative patient positioning. To gauge OR nurses' use of the AI, we tracked image addition to the patient records weekly from May 2018 to May 2019 and found an overall average participation rate of 80 to 90 percent. Adding the AI of surgical positioning and pressure points raised awareness of the potential for skin breakdown and became a valuable communication tool for the inpatient nurses who were providing postoperative care to prevent pressure injuries. In 2008, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services began reducing or eliminating reimbursement for several hospital-acquired conditions, including Stage 3 and Stage 4 pressure injuries. The National Quality Forum classifies Stage 3, Stage 4, and Unstageable Hospital-Acquired Pressure Injuries, HAPIs, as never events, that is, serious reportable events. Hospital-acquired pressure injuries decrease patients' quality of life and increase morbidity, mortality, hospital length of stay, and cost of care. The cost of happy treatment ranges from $20,900 to $151,700 per injury, and the annual cost to treat happies in the United States ranges from $9 billion to $11.6 billion. Although the National Database of Nursing Quality Indicators includes pressure injuries in its list of nursing-sensitive indicators, the Joint Commission suggests that the prevention of pressure injuries requires an interdisciplinary approach. Description of the Problem Although perioperative personnel may assume that HAPIs originate on inpatient units, available research and evidence indicate that surgery is a major risk factor for the development of a HAPI. Study results suggest that although the documentation of perioperative pressure injuries, PPIs, has not been consistent, PPI incidents could range from 12% to 66%, and that patient and perioperative risk factors play a role in their development. Examples of intrinsic patient risk factors include smoking history, incontinence, weight, and diabetes. External risk factors include the length of surgery, the OR temperature, and the surgical position. Any single risk factor or combination of risk factors are determinants that place the surgical patient at a higher risk for developing a PPI. The timing and appearance of a PPI varies because effects of patient-related and procedure-related risk factors throughout the surgical experience may not manifest for two to five days. Time is a major risk factor for developing a PPI. For every additional hour spent in the OR beyond the initial 60 minutes, the patient's risk of developing a PPI increases 48%. 
researchers have not determined the length of surgery required to develop a PPI or the effective associations between the length of surgery and other risk factors on PPI development. Some studies indicate that there is a higher chance of a patient developing a pressure injury when surgery lasts longer than three hours. The result of a retrospective study of 931 documented PPIs showed that only 42, 4.5%, of the injuries occurred within 24 hours of a surgery that lasted at least four hours. The majority, 538, 58%, of the PPIs developed on or after postoperative day six. One group of researchers found that a PPI may begin to develop within 72 hours of surgery. Another group of researchers believed that patients may present signs of a developing PPI in the post-anesthesia care unit, PACU, within two hours of the beginning of surgery. There are several tools available for determining a patient's PPI risk. However, unique risk factors for the development of PPI may not be represented in the inpatient risk assessment tools. For instance, the Braden Scale for Predicting Pressure Sore Risk, which measures mobility, activity, sensory perception, extrinsic factors, that is, moisture, friction, shear, and intrinsic factors, for example, nutrition, age, smoking, is not a validated tool for use in the intraoperative setting. Applying the Braden Scale after general anesthesia induction could produce a false low score, indicating that all patients are at a high risk of developing a happy. Driving Force for Change The National Pressure Injury Advisory Panel recommends several strategies to prevent pressure injuries. One strategy endorses developing a plan of care based on the areas of risk rather than the total risk assessment score. Our project supports this strategy with the addition of an anatomical image embedded in the electronic communication handover tool that indicates areas of potential skin breakdown related to intraoperative positioning. Nurses can incorporate the documented information into the patient's postoperative plan of care for the prevention of a pressure injury. Preventing a PPI requires a committed team approach, and OR nurses should assess risk factors and skin integrity for each surgical patient and document the results. Preoperatively, the nurses should use a structured risk assessment tool and communicate methods to reduce the patient's risk of developing a PPI with the surgical team members. The preoperative briefing should include a discussion of the planned interventions, and the postoperative briefing should include an evaluation of the effectiveness of those interventions. The setting for this project was Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, a 1,034-bed, Level 1 academic medical teaching hospital for both adult and pediatric patients. Personnel at our institution perform more than 38,000 surgical procedures each year. Inpatient nurses expressed a desire to better understand how intraoperative patient positioning can alter skin integrity and cause postoperative pain. Because of the structure of our electronic health record, EHR, the OR nursing documentation was difficult for the inpatient nurses to access. When the inpatient nurses found the positioning information, they often had difficulty interpreting OR terminology because surgical positioning devices are specific to the surgical procedure. Our project team, that is, a perioperative staff specialist, a nursing practice specialist, OR, 
two staff specialists in perioperative nursing informatics, and the associate chief nurse for perioperative and procedural services, recognized that this communication barrier was an opportunity to assist our inpatient colleagues and increase patient safety, and embarked on a project that used our current EHR functionality to include an annotated image, AI, an image augmented with critical or explanatory notes, illustrating each patient's interoperative position. Intended Outcomes The primary goal of our Quality Improvement, QI, project was to inform inpatient nursing and other healthcare professionals of the potential areas of increased PPI risk. We designed the AI to be a convenient way for the inpatient nurse to see this information easily during the handover report. Adding the AI to the EHR provided the means to meet this objective, and our target entry participation goal was 70%. A secondary goal of our project was to enhance handover communication related to potential pressure injuries. It was imperative to create a straightforward way for the OR nurses to add the AIs and for the inpatient nurses to find them easily after completion of the handover report. Project team members placed the AIs in a folder, that is, the AI library, on a network site that is accessible to all ORRNs through the EHR. In addition, OR nurses can add text in a comment box to further explain any modifications in the surgical position. The evidence-based interventions that we undertook for PPI prevention on this project complied with our institution's patient standard of care. Project Methods We began this project by holding several meetings with perioperative and inpatient nursing wound care committees. We worked to develop an electronic solution that would clearly communicate to the PACU nurses and the inpatient care team the areas of potential pressure injury secondary to OR positioning and the related equipment that perioperative team members used during surgery. To achieve the primary goal, our perioperative nursing informatics specialists modified current EHR functionality to include an AI in the EHR. We modified and created several AIs, with arrows that indicated areas at risk for skin breakdown based on various intraoperative positions and positioning methods. The AIs are read-only to prevent users from making modifications, and OR nurses can access and add the images to the perioperative record. After we validated the functionality of the AI in the EHR, our project team and OR Skin Injury Prevention, SKIP, staff committee members, selected common surgical patient positions, for example, supine, lithotomy, prone, to add to the AI library. We affixed arrows on the images to identify areas of potential skin breakdown as a result of the interoperative positioning. See Figure 1. Members of the Collaborative Governance Nursing Councils, the ORSKIP Committee, and the Hospital Wound Care Task Force reviewed and approved the images. Project Design and Theory We received support and assistance from the ORSKIP Committee, perioperative leaders, and several inpatient clinical wound and skin committees. We applied for expedited approval for this project from the Partners Healthcare Institutional Review Board. Perioperative teams positioned all surgical patients according to OR protocol for patient positioning and used evidence-based interventions that reinforced our institution's current positioning 
and hand over communication guidelines. We believed it was critical to gain support from our inpatient nursing leaders and system-wide committees before project implementation. We presented information to inpatient and OR staff members explaining the purpose of the AI project and provided tip sheets with instructions for accessing the images. We also decided that entering the AI into the patient's EHRs would be voluntary. We were confident that after providing information on the development of PPIs and the ease of documenting areas of concern using the AIs, it would not be necessary to mandate the addition of the AI. We used Lewin's change theory to guide the implementation of our QI project. Although the nursing interventions were not new, they reinforced evidence-based and best practices for preventing PPIs. Lewin's change theory comprises three steps. 1. Unfreezing the current level of practice. 2. Moving to a new level or changing practice. And 3. Freezing at the new level or maintaining the change. During our presentations to the OR staff members, we shared that PPIs may be underreported. We believed that highlighting this information was the first step toward unfreezing the idea that HAPIs do not originate in the OR. Our targeted project population comprised approximately 200 RNs working in 60 ORs. Before Go Live, we gave a presentation to all the OR nurses on the process of adding the AI to the EHR. A tip sheet was available for quick reference in each OR. For the first two weeks after implementation, the OR SKIP committee members were the nurse champions and were available in the ORs to help those perioperative nurses who wanted to add the AI to their documentation. The OR SKIP committee members created positive momentum for entering the AI into patients' EHRs and were key to implementation and changing practice. The primary investigator, SBF, created a data collection tool and used codes to de-identify all data types. The data collection period occurred from May 2018 to May 2019, and SBF saved the data to a secure location behind the organization's firewall. No data were printed. We included all surgical patients and procedures and audited all 16 specialty services. We randomly selected surgical procedures from each service for each weekday, N equals 10, and each weekend day, N equals 4. We excluded holidays. We used electronic communication or in-person presentations to share updates on AI entry participation rates with the OR staff members on a bi-monthly basis. To complete the third step of Lewin's change theory, we wanted to maintain or refreeze the change in practice to include the ORRNs adding the AI to their nursing documentation. Therefore, we began including information on adding the AI to the EHR when onboarding recently hired staff members. After approximately two months, we reached our initial participation goal of 70%, and we began implementing a communication campaign for our inpatient nurse colleagues. We contacted the OR nursing director, who subsequently contacted the inpatient nursing directors, to request that they share information with their staff members. Data Collection and Analysis We completed a manual review of 3,016 computerized OR records between May 2018 and May 2019 and collected data on the addition of the AI to the EHR 
on a weekly basis. SBF performed a run chart trend analysis every two weeks for one year during the project to determine the OR nurse's participation rate for adding the AI to the patient's EHRs. We also collected the baseline data on PPIs from our institution's Pressure Injury Prevalence Survey Group. Staff members communicated any concerning trends or issues with the AI functionality to project team members, who quickly addressed their concerns. We invited all OR nurses caring for surgical patients to participate in our project. Our facility uses REDCap, Research Electronic Data Capture, a secure web-based software platform designed to support data capture for research studies. The platform provides 1. An intuitive interface for validated data capture. 2. Audit trails for tracking data manipulation and export procedures. 3. Automated export procedures for seamless data downloads to common statistical packages. And 4. Procedures for data integration and interoperability with external sources. We distributed a survey to the OR nurses via the software platform approximately six months after the initial implementation of the AI project so they could share feedback about the AI functionality in the documentation workflow. In early 2019, we distributed a similar survey to the inpatient nurses for post-implementation feedback. We collected and managed the survey data using compatible electronic data capture tools hosted by our institution. Survey completion indicated consent to participate in the project. We obtained additional qualitative data through verbal feedback during on-unit education sessions. Results The facility-wide baseline pressure injury prevalence survey showed that the incidence of PPIs was low, but did not provide a specific rate. Perioperative quality staff specialists reviewed documentation reports of skin injuries in both the OR and inpatient units daily to determine if the PPIs originated in the OR. After the implementation of the AI in the EHR, the perioperative quality staff specialists indicated that the number of these reports from the OR increased. Our perioperative quality specialists suggested this change could be the result of increased awareness that reinforced best practice for preoperative and postoperative skin assessment. In mid-December 2018, we distributed a four-question post-implementation OR survey to 200 nurses. Of these 200 nurses, 37, 19%, responded, and 51% of the responding nurses had more than 17 years of OR experience. Overall, 65% of the responding OR nurses reported that adding the AI worked well as part of their documentation workflow. See Table 1. The ease of adding the AI was important to our team and our project's success. The survey results and verbal feedback at several staff meetings revealed the user's frustration with a number of clicks required to add the AI and its descriptor to the EHR. To improve the user experience, our perioperative nursing informatics team added the descriptor caption, Potential Pressure Injury Watch, directly onto the images, which reduced the number of clicks from 13 to 8. After the informatics team made the change, and we presented it to the OR staff members in late February 2019, the average monthly participation rate in the sampling of patient records exceeded 90%. See Figure 2. Additionally, the OR nurses expressed interest in receiving feedback from their inpatient nursing colleagues 
regarding the effectiveness of the AI when they were completing their postoperative skin assessments and nursing interventions. It was important for PACU nurses to alert inpatient nurses to the presence of AIs during the patient handovers. Our next task was to share information on the existence of the AIs and how to access them in the EHR directly with the nurses working on the inpatient units, which we accomplished through short presentations and staff meetings. We received positive feedback on these presentations. For example, after one session, an inpatient neurology nurse shared that one of her patients complained of shoulder discomfort after back surgery. Using the AI helped her better understand the relationship between the surgical position and the potential for the patient to experience postoperative shoulder discomfort. The AI provided the nurse with additional information, reinforcing its value to the inpatient nurses. We surveyed the inpatient nurses in mid-April 2019, and the response rate from the inpatient nurse survey was low, N equals 19, secondary to distribution limitations. Of the responses received, however, inpatient nurses provided positive comments regarding having access to the AI. According to one respondent, quote, It was nice to see how the patient is positioned, and I will be able to look for breakdown at those areas. End quote. Another commented, quote, I was able to see where possible pressure injuries may have occurred during surgery. End quote. Other comments revealed an additional need for education on the AI and its purpose. After we added the AI to the EHR and achieved the 70% participation rate, we collected data to measure how often clinicians viewed the AI. A total of 3,724 EHRs from January and February 2019 contained an AI, and a clinician viewed the AI postoperatively in approximately 25% of these records. We noticed that various healthcare professionals at our affiliated rehabilitation hospital sites viewed the majority of the AIs. Viewing the image was incorporated into the plan of care for nursing, physical therapy, and occupational therapy. Barriers and Challenges To address any possible documentation conflicts, for example, the AI appearing in an inaccurate location of the EHR, the informatics team needed to determine if the AI application in the EHR was already in use elsewhere in the organization. This verification needed to occur before the beginning of the project. After reaching out to several areas, the informatics team members verified that there was no conflict for the OR nurses to use this application when documenting interoperative positioning. We also experienced an unexpected and dramatic drop in the use of AIs in mid-September 2018 because of a system issue that caused difficulty for users when attempting to access the AI library. We addressed this problem immediately, and the informatics team members followed up and escalated the problem so it could be resolved in a timely manner. After access to the AI library was restored, and we notified the OR nurses that they could resume entering the AIs into the EHR, it was rewarding to see an increase in participation. Approximately three months after implementing the AI, our data indicated that pediatric OR nurses were not adding the AIs as often as nurses and other services. A few members of the project team spoke with the pediatric OR nursing team, and the pediatric nurses inquired if pediatric images could be added to the folder. The pediatric OR nurses were concerned that including an adult patient image in a pediatric EHR 
might cause confusion. Further, positioning devices used for pediatric patients differ from those used for adult patients. We met with pediatric nursing leaders, and they agreed that it would be valuable to add pediatric images for patients less than one year old. Our project team and a pediatric OR nurse created several positioning images using a pediatric resuscitation mannequin. Pediatric OR and inpatient nurses reviewed and approved the images for use in the EHR. The low OR survey response rate may not accurately reflect the perspectives of all involved nurses, and there may be bias in some responses from nurses who were directly involved in the project. We found it difficult to personally distribute the survey to the inpatient nurses because we lacked their contact information and they were not aware of our project. Comments on inpatient nurse surveys confirmed lack of project awareness. Implications for practice This project implemented a change to intraoperative nursing documentation and provided the inpatient nurses with an additional tool to help prevent PPIs. The AIs show areas of potential alteration in skin integrity based on the patient's position during surgery. The inclusion of this visual tool in the handover reports improved communication regarding areas of PPI concern and reinforced the best practice of performing preoperative and postoperative skin assessments. Staff members at our facility continue to use the AIs when documenting perioperative patient positioning. Conclusion The goal of this QI project was to increase awareness of the potential for patients to develop PPIs and enhance the postoperative skin assessment and plan of care for the prevention of PPIs. Although survey responses were limited, some nurses found that this tool improved communication along the continuum of care from the OR to the PACU and inpatient nursing units. We used verbal feedback and recommendations from frontline clinicians, for example, reducing the number of clicks, addition of pediatric images, to improve functionality of the AIs and their applicability across specialties. The addition of the AI supported evidence-based initiatives to prevent PPIs at our facility.